Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, 24 Carat Tribe. Welcome back. Hey, peeps. We wanted to touch on a topic, uh, grace and forgiveness. Phyllis uh, was in Texas just last week um, doing a talk about grace and forgiveness. And so we thought it would be great for her to share with 24 Carat. What, um, show us your ways, Phyllis. Show us your ways. <laughs> Teach us your ways, Mike. Teach us how, how graceful and forgiving you are because I'm still working on it. <laughs> still working on it. Probably till the day I skip into heaven. Right? Um, so this actually, I did talk about this there, but it started even before that. I was asked, um, I'm having such a fun time in the um, Sensitive and Strong HSP membership group with Sherry Gregory. Shout out to Sherry Gregory. And I'm thinking a lot about um, being a highly sensitive person and how we embrace things and how we process. And she says, process, which I love. (laughs) I can't steal, it's her word. (laughs) Um, She's like, let me process through this. But she was gracious enough to um, let me beta test. I have a second book that I want to do on people always ask, okay, so you wrote this book on, you know, your mom and you and the journey, but like, what are the steps that you did to um, create that new family and break off the generational dysfunction? And so I started writing down kind of some things. Well, what did I do? And And so there's uh, six life lessons. And one of those is grace through the unlovable. Mm. And so Sherry said, would you teach that class? So I actually taught the breaking generational dysfunction one first, and then she asked me to come back. And so I did this one um, called grace through the unlovable. And she's asking me to come back again. So I, it's very exciting because I get feedback. So we do a live zoom and then we have a Q and a afterwards. And the questions that came up or the situations that other people told me were so invaluable because it made me really expand on how I want to write this book. And so I had to just kind of talk about this because I feel like, especially with COVID happening, there's been so much brokenness that has happened in the world and between relationships and how do we forgive and, and where is the grace? And I have, um, experienced places where grace was not given and really blew my mind because I just thought if you were a Christian, you automatically should have grace. Yeah. And that um, is not wrong. so. <laughs> and, and so then like, how do you forgive if grace mm-hmm. is and how do you, how do you forgive yourself if you don't have grace in your heart? And so it became a huge subject for me. And it brought me back to when I was saying goodbye to my mom. Mm. And when I was over her bedside, I just felt this huge grace of like, 
it's okay. Like, yes, like I'm not forgetting all the stuff that she did, but I just so wanted her to go in peace because I believe that my mom was a believer. She just didn't really have God as her her friend. You yeah. know, she he was this like browbeating God. And but she prayed all the time. So I know my mom's in heaven, but I know she was having a battle towards the end of her time. Mm. I remember standing over her bed and just saying, Mom, I forgive you you can go. I'm okay. And I have a really good life. And she passed away the next morning. Hmm. To see the power of that forgiveness and grace was like, it wasn't lost on me. And uh, it made me realize that um, a lot of people leave this earth with still having feeling they're not released from it, right? Right. Things that either they've done or that have been done to them. And so forgiveness is, it comes in, in different ways. It comes in the forgiveness that you deserve, that somebody has done to you that you didn't ask for something evil or hurtful that you deserve. You need to sit with that and find a way to forgive that. The forgiveness that you may need to give to others, you may said something or done something wrong that you have not gone to even if you can't go to that person that you have to sit down and figure out like how to forgive that. And then just, um, the forgiveness of yourself, you know, a lot of times things happen and you just feel like, well, I could never be forgiven for maybe decisions you've made in your Mm -hmm. own that have affected you. And then you feel like I can never be forgiven for that. And so I see people going through their whole life just with that one big major thing. So I'll just use an example like abortion. You know, I see women, I've I've counseled women where it's just like, yeah, but th- I did this. And then and then they've had more than one abortion. And so they're like, I just I don't know how I can get to that place. And they hold on to that and then it does free them to be able to be the the whole person they can be to their family, to their friends, to their church, because they feel like they have to hold on to that unforgiveness when this has died at the cross. Right. I think shame is associated with that. It's like, we forget that when Jesus died on the cross, that he took that shame and that guilt that we carry and it, it was finished. I mean, that's why he said it is finished, right? Yeah. There and isn't so, anything you could do that he won't. If you go to him for forgiveness, it's done. It's done and it's forgiven. I think we have a harder time forgiving ourselves mm-hmm. and we live in that. And then I I feel personally like when we're living like that we don't forgive ourselves, it's harder to forgive others. Like when yeah. you're able to have grace with for yourself, it's so much easier to have grace for someone else. And you know, over the last, um, I don't know, last few months, I just kept hearing God tell me like, bless those who curse you, bless those who curse you. And that is so hard. And it doesn't mean that you're like, I forgot all about it. Just come back and beat me again. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's about praying. Like you're not wishing evil upon Right. who's hurt you like to be able to say lord this really hurt me and tell him like yes. this hurt me and my heart is broken but i want to i want to show forgiveness to the other person yes. whether you're able to say it to them or whether it's just in your time of prayer like i just really feel like 
if you don't have grace for yourself, you're not going to have grace for others. And so I think that's where a lot of people live in that pit of unforgiveness. In that, yeah, the unfinished. And so one of the the quotes that I did um, was it, it says, once cruel words have passed through your or their lips, they can never be forgotten, mm-hmm. can always be forgiven. Yes. You know, when I listen to these words that my mom would say out of frustration, it wasn't because she didn't love me, but those words hurt and they, they stuck with me until I had to work through the process to sit, to realize, you know, the bigger picture is when people are doing those kind of things to you, it's because hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. So they are damaged and then they're throwing that damage onto you And if you hold that and keep that, even if you say it's fine, it doesn't matter. I don't care. It does matter. And, and you need to discuss that. You need to journal it. You need, however you need, if you need therapy, whatever you need to talk about that to have a voice to it so that you can release it and understand that person is damaged that those words had nothing to do with you. Nothing. It's that they are damaged and they're throwing the damage your way. And if you catch it and hold it, now it becomes your damage. Yeah. And then you continue doing that to someone else. And so, um, so it's like, you know, who can you think of right now in your family that may be doing this? And how do you break that off? You have to have those honest conversations. And if they're not willing to have those conversations, then you fix it on your own end so that it doesn't carry on into your family. There's a Proverbs 15, four, it says the tongue that heals is a tree of life, but a devious tongue breaks the spirit. Mm. That just resonated with me because my spirit was broken for a long time. I didn't feel worthy because mm-hmm. of the words that were spoken over me that were not encouraging words. And I believed them. And I grew up thinking that I could never measure up to what the world wanted. And I would look at all these other women, even when I met you, like I would look at you and I'd be like, Oh, great. She's a perfect singer. She has this great family. She's all these things. And it's like, I can't be that. Like, how can I, she can't be my friend. Like she, I I have nothing to give you. And I'm a hot mess express. Little did you know. Oh my God. Yeah. And now I know she's just like me. (laughs) You know what I like? I like being a little bit of a hot mess. I think it's okay. I'm human, right? We're all human. And that's, and that's the coolest thing is that when you, this is what I'm saying too, is like this unforgiveness to yourself when you open up your ugliness to other people, you realize everyone has something yeah. and they're like, they embrace you. They don't run from you. And if they run from you, they're not your people. Yeah. It's okay. But it's like, if they run to you and they embrace you, your heart bursts open and that unforgiveness is released. It's like, ah, oh, okay. People do love me for who I am, even though I've done these wrong things, or even though this bad thing has happened to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So many people live in shame because they've been molested or they've had these, you know, horrible upbringings, me for one, and just so many secrets. Like there's probably things I still haven't told you because it's just, it's just so ugly. It's like, sometimes I look back and I go, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I'm a different person altogether. Like, I feel like I never lived that life because my life is so full of joy, even in the midst of all the Mm -hmm. stuff compared to what grew up in. And sometimes I look back at that little girl and I go, how the heck did I survive through that stuff? And 
if I held on to all of the things that and the wrongs that people have done to me, and then I continue to do to other people, because I'm responsible too for Mm -hmm. hurting people's feelings and doing things that were not right. I mean, I would just be probably hiding under my covers. Like I wouldn't even want to talk to anyone, but instead I share that so that I can let you know, you know, when people say, oh, you look so put together and you look so great. I'm like, but I'm a hot mess express. (laughs) Please know, you know, the inside this is still this little girl fighting for the grown-up girl saying like, yeah, go, because this is a hot mess over here. Like I still have to live with those demons really like from my past. I have people sometimes that come back in my life and go, oh, I remember when you used to, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, great. That was 40 years ago. Like Mm -hmm. you don't bring that up but people will come back and try to push you down. And so you have to have this heart of grace and forgiveness to know who you are in God now and make that a process. We're always fighting our humanly fleshy parts. And, and I know people, some people will be like, Oh, you don't know what I've been through. It's so awful. It never ends. I can't stand these people. Like, why should I forgive them? They don't deserve it. And I get it because like I used to do that for the long, I actually told people in my twenties that my mom was dead at one point point. Wow. and I was so mad at her. And I, you know, and I look at that and I go, Ooh, I need forgiveness for that. Like that was harsh, but that's where I was coming from of my brokenness. And so I think too, to anyone out there, like if you're really, really hurt that way, start the process of mm-hmm. writing. Write those names down and claim what those things are and then find a place where you can say, okay, can you forgive this person? Can you open your heart up to, to figure out where were they in their situation where maybe that's why they were hurting you. And even if you can't find that place, let those people go. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think we tend to like, to want to just not see that people have changed. Like there's some people that don't change or some people that stay the same, but I mean, for me, I'm always growing and I call myself out on things. So I know. And so if I've done something to offend somebody, I really try to go, Rhonda, what was your part in this? Because, you know, in any confrontation, there's a part in it. You know, I not too long ago had um, a family matter that happened and, and, my husband had to take accountability for some of the things that he had said. And it's like, he owned it. He owned it. So until you own it, it's, you can't move forward. Right. And now it's the other person's responsibility, whether or not they want to accept that or not. Absolutely. And that's where I think the line gets blurred. Like when the person says, I don't want anything to do with you. I'm cutting you off. I hate you. Then where do you go with that? I mean, that can, cause so much shame in your own life. And that's where you have to learn to take that to the foot of the cross and say, God, this is yours. I did everything on my end to repair a relationship. It's broken. And sometimes it's not received. Sometimes it'll never be received. Yeah. And that's okay. okay. It's okay. Also, there are situations where there's dangerous people that have absolutely, I'm not saying go to them and you know, ask for their forgiveness or, you know, have them forget that may never happen. Like they, they, if they're super damaged, um, there, this is where, so boundaries get sets in the middle of all of this. So forgiveness isn't about, and this was something that was brought up to me as they said, 
well, I don't want to be just like a puppy dog that lays down to everyone and just says, go ahead. It's my fault. Mm -hmm. You know, I just want forgiveness. And I'm not, that is not what I'm saying is what I'm saying is the forgiveness is for you to grow, whether that person accepts it, whether if that's a person that is dangerous that you need to forgive in your heart, you never go to that person because of course you don't want to be putting yourself in that situation. You are doing the forgiveness to open your heart up so that that bitterness and resentment does not carry over into your family because it will in different areas. So whether you need to like go to scream therapy or, you know, journal it or take prayer walks or whatever that looks like. If you're like, man, this is just really killing me in my heart. I would suggest that you do talk to some kind of a counselor or therapist and say, you know, this, I can't get rid of this thing, this bitterness in my heart. I'm like so mad that this person did this to me. You have to find a way to start the process so that that does not carry over. That's my main thing is like, grace through the unlovable, even when people are unlovable, my mom never asked for forgiveness for the things she did to me. But I came to a crossroads in my life where I was like, I saw her for what she really was. And then she couldn't hurt me anymore. I was like, you're the broken person. Mm -hmm. I'm not the broken person in this relationship. You are, and you did not serve me well. However, honor her because she is my mom. She did teach me some things along the way when I could actually yeah. my heart up and see she wasn't all bad. There were moments she taught me valuable lessons and I'm able to teach that to people now. And so it, that's what I think it is. It's like when you open your heart up, you can see the whole picture. If you just hold the tie of bitterness and resentment, you can't see the whole picture. There's We can't be friends with anymore because of certain situations. But I see the whole picture and I understand, you yeah. know, this was something that had to happen and we, we won't be able to be friends anymore, but I have a peace in my heart over that to just like, let it go and be peaceful about it and say, you know, we had a great run for a while. It's not what it's going to be ever again. And that's okay. And I think to grieve it, I think that that's another like place that yes. people forget is that like, when you lose a friendship, um, there, there's a grieving process that comes with that. And we like to just skim over it and pretend like, okay, well now I've forgiven them. I did, you know, said all my prayers and they're forgiven. But when you're not getting that acceptance from the other side, there's a process that how your heart needs to grieve. And I think that it is, it's a death of a friendship. And I mean, you know, gosh, I, in my book, I, I wrote about a friendship that dissolved and I just, I will never forget Phyllis coming to my bedside and just, you know, because I was so distraught over this friendship that was broken and had meant so much to me for so many years. And Phyllis was just like, it's okay. Like, it's okay to feel that right now. You know, it doesn't, you've got to grieve it in order to get past it and move forward. But I think we miss the grieving process and we want, and then that's why yeah. bitterness stays in us yeah. because we haven't, we want to, yeah, we want to fast forward through it. And grief is like a very slow process. There could be triggers. You might go back, you might be angry. So I think that every time you're able to name those things and say them out loud, whether that's a rage journal, or like you said, screen therapy or talking yeah. to your therapist, like all of those things help you get through it so that you can have the grace and compassion. 
for the other person yeah. and kind of and also teaching your kids how to communicate, you know, mm-hmm. you can't just have happy relationships and mm-hmm. know how to work through the hard ones and the ones that may have to end. And how do you do that gracefully? And if you show your kids that you cut someone off and you never talk about them again, and no one in the family can talk about it. Or um, I've talked to several people where they'll, they'll say, gosh, you know, my parents won't be honest about what's going on. And it, it is a generational thing. And I think mm-hmm. it's starting to flip a little bit mm-hmm. with generation. We're becoming a little more vocal, but, you know, we just had an interview where um, yeah. someone was saying that, you know, in her generation, it was just nothing, abuse wasn't talked about. You just shoved it under the carpet and you're not allowed to have a voice for mm-hmm. it it's just the worst. It's, it's exactly what the enemy wants is for you to shut down and shut up. And I just refuse to do that anymore. Yeah. I did that for so long. And, and it made me feel like I say, every time I would meet someone new, I was just like, Oh, I'm not them. Like I can't measure up. And I'm like, no, I'm me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I bring gifts to the table that may be different than yours, but they're just as worthy. And that's where I want people to get to is like, when you can get to a place of forgiveness for things that have been done to you or things you have done, you can live this abundant life and teach your children in the next generations, how to be honest in the, in the dirt. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you're carrying around bitterness, um, you, it shows like it shows on your face. It shows in your body. It shows in every aspect of your life. And so like, if you really want to step into purpose, like you've got to get rid of whatever that root is, um, because healthy things don't grow from rotten roots. And so, Mm. you know, I feel like you've got to really dig deep and figure out like, why am I having a hard time forgiving? Because sometimes when you're not forgiving someone else, it has nothing to do with that other person, but it has mm-hmm. to do with an experience that maybe you had in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you had an experience with your mom and the way your friend treated you felt very similar. And so mm-hmm. those things all tie back. And so I think the more that you really dig into the reason why it's so hard to forgive, you begin mm-hmm. to realize, oh, this isn't even really about the person that I'm having an argument with. It that's might be so, deeper than that's that. so good because yeah, I feel like people that have a sense of unforgiveness are very opinionated because mm-hmm. they're triggering off of things. You know, they mm-hmm. make opinions about people really fast instead of looking at people around a lot of different personalities. When I go to these conferences and stuff, and I, I remember feeling like that, like, why are they acting like this? Or what? I had this opinion of everybody. And then I realized, you know, when I started doing work on myself, I was like, People are all different. And if you really sit and just listen, you can get to the heart of anybody. Mm-hmm. They sound really strong and like opinionated. Sometimes that's coming from a root yeah. of unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. You dig through and you start really getting to know them. They will share their stories with you. And you're like, ah, oh, now I get why you're the personality you are. Mm-hmm. And it gives you a sense of love for that person because you realize like, some of the hardest people that you can love are the ones that have been hurt the worst. Yeah. That's all I can say about that is like mm-hmm. them time because it's easy to walk away from somebody who's difficult. It's real easy to love someone. Mm-hmm. Right. It's harder to love someone when you're like, they're a little, they're a lot. Like, I don't know, but if you really get to know them, you can figure out like, there's just a lot of stuff there. And, um, I don't know. I just feel, I just love, um, 
getting to know people's hearts and mm-hmm. really, I love the journey that God's took me on of, of learning forgiveness and grace in the midst of anything. And so I try not to really hold on to any bitterness and grace and the people that I really don't think are healthy for me. I just say goodbye to. Yeah. And it's okay to do that too. And so um, I'm learning how to just surround myself with people of all kinds, but people that are willing to have an open heart to have good discussions. And so I have a couple of questions. Before Um, you say that, Phyllis, I just want to say like Ephesians 4.32 says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. And Mm. I think that is such a beautiful verse because it's like, when you think about who Christ was involved with on a regular basis, he didn't like the religious people. The religious people were harsh and cruel. And so uh, Phyllis is going to ask you a couple of questions, but I just want you to know that like, if you have been hurt by the church or if you've been hurt by religious people, I want you to know that that is not the heart of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, and it, you know, you, there are wonderful people in the body of Christ. And so I think we, we, a lot of times dismiss the religious um, hurt that happens in church. We try and just get rid of it. But I want you to know that like in that verse, it says Christ forgave you and Christ was with the people that were hurting, that were broken, you know? And so I just wanted to share that before you. Yeah, that's good. Um, So I, yeah, I just wanted to leave you with a couple of questions so that you guys can start the journey. Cause I know this is some things that have helped me um, through mine. So um, are there specific hurts in your life right now that need forgiving? And have these past hurts blocked you from seeking healthy relationships? And then are you the are you the one that has possibly hurt someone that you need to ask for forgiveness? You might have to do this in your journal if it's not possible to do it in person. And then can you take a breath and pause before something hurtful comes out of your mouth that might cause others pain? Mm. And it may be a time to have a conversation with your person or persons to understand their situation better, to have empathy for what they are experiencing. And if you can't, again, you can journal or you can talk to a counselor, but those are just some things to start the process to really release those things that are in you or that have been done to you so that you can live an abundant life. Yeah. Well, thank you. Oh my gosh. That was so good. And thank you, 24 Carat Tribe, for joining us today. We hope that this talk was beneficial to you. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. We really appreciate if you share our podcast and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And until next time, sparkle on. Bye, peeps. Bye.